the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey guys, welcome back to the Mess It Up Podcast. I am your host, the Bowtie Guy, and we are here once again with my lovely wife, Bev, listener Bev from California. Hi, everybody. Good to be back. Yeah, and um, we were sitting here... uh, uh, we watched TV, had some family over tonight, and all of a sudden realized, oh my gosh, it's Monday night. What does that mean? That means it's a show that's due tomorrow. And and Bev was smart enough to ask me, hey, do you have your show ready? And I was like, <laughs> uh, no. So we stopped watching TV, and we are recording our show now. Uh, so we've been going through some ideas of things to talk about and some different things. And I think we've come up with a show that should be pretty good. But before we get to that, I want to remind you a little bit about some of the things we always remind you about, which would be our social media Please friend us on Facebook so we can keep track of you. Check us out on uh, all the standard internet places like Twitter and Instagram. And we've got a a subreddit on Reddit, which is Messed Up Ministries, uh, that you can get involved with us on. We'd love to have you become one of our sponsors, which means that you are going to join us on our Patreon account uh, by going to patreon.com slash mess it up podcast, or easy way to do it is mess it up podcast.com and just click on the become a patron button. And what that means is you will be financially helping the ministry to do the things that we do, which would be going into prisons, sending people to, you know, back and forth to get to prison, paying for gas, paying for Bibles, paper, notebooks, pencils, supplies, uh, books, and curriculum and just all these different things that we need to do to be able to work with the prisoners inside to help bring uh, some Jesus and some joy to those people. Uh, And the cool thing is, is as you're helping us, we can help you too by giving you a bit of a tax break because all of your donations are tax deductible. So um, really would love to have you do that. Uh, We've got some gifts for you depending on the categories or the the levels that you join in on. But uh, one of the things that we're doing is getting involved on Discord, which lets you chat with other Patreon members. And if you join our Power Washer level of uh, givers, which is $25 a month, you also get access to our book club, which is where we read books, talk about the books with other members, and get to go with some discussion and a little bit more in depth. Um, really thankful to all the people who have taken the time to do that and have become a patron. And uh, if you're thinking about it, you can start and stop at any time that you want. But um, we'd really just love to have you check it out and, and help. And if, you, if you're not ready to do that right now, that's fine too. You can just um, listen for free and that's, that's just okay as well. Um, if you would be kind enough though to go maybe give us a rating on whatever podcatcher that you use so that more people could find us and spread the word. Share it on your Facebook, your Instagram, whatever. Just put it out there on in social media. Tell your friends, hey, listen to this podcast. That would be really good. I was having coffee with a friend this morning and he recently got married um, a few weeks back. It's been about a month or so now that they've been married and uh, they're going into full-time ministry and they're asking uh, you know, questions and, and whatnot. And I was talking to his wife. I said, hey, well, did you listen to... Uh, your husband, when he was on my podcast, she said, I didn't know that you were on a podcast. And I'm like, what are you doing? So please, folks, get out there and share the word, especially if you're a person who's been on. Make sure everyone listens to your wonderful thing. You can be an internet superstar just that easily. Um, I think that's about it for that. I do want to tell you about our word of the week, though. 
our word of this week, our word of the week this week is a kind of fun one and it is attenuate. And when you attenuate something, you reduce it in its force or its effect or its value, uh, its size. It's, it, when things get attenuated, they, they reduce. And uh, one of the things that we don't want to attenuate is our effectiveness and our saltiness as Christians. So hopefully this podcast will help you not to attenuate and will keep you going on the straight and narrow path. Please talk to us and let us know if we have. Send me an email at call me. Uh, call me Polly at gmail.com is my personal email. The show email is bowtieguy at gmail.com. Uh, you can also reach intern Dave out in beautiful Hawaii by in, uh, emailing info at messituppodcast.com. So that, I believe, takes care of all the, the nuts and bolts so. of bookkeeping. Yeah. And I apologize. I've, I've had a, a very long weekend. Uh, it's, it's 4th of July weekend, so I was out on Saturday at our local fairgrounds helping out in the hot dog truck, uh, selling hot dogs for them for many, many hours. If you want to hear more about hot dogs, you can uh, check out the show. Uh, let's see, where is the show with Kimberly on it? Uh, I, I don't know. Somewhere back in the uh, the shows. Go back and look. But uh, Kimberly Parent, the owner of our hot dog truck that I help out in, was on the show um Oh, it's been about a year or so, I guess now. And um, you can learn more about that. But um, I was up all night and then I made t-shirts because we had CR Sunday this weekend. And how did that go for you, Beth? Oh my gosh, that was so much fun. You know, I I love it to get to, to have the opportunity to do something that I find works in my own life. You know, it's like uh, the salesperson who is selling a product that they use personally and have found it to be the best thing ever and that's how it was for me it's just like how in the world can we put the word out there about how fantastic celebrate recovery is and how it works and that i just think that that was heard loud and clear yeah it's cr sunday for those of you who are not here in ridgecrest is something we do at our church uh once or twice a year where the pastor graciously gives us both services on sunday morning and Uh, He allows a CR member to bring a message, whether that's a testimony or a mini-money or or just a message about recovery or whatever it happens to be. And the CR band does worship and we just take over church. And this Sunday was a big one because it was on 4th of July. Mm -hmm. So we also had our our annual Blow Up the Parking Lot event where we play music. Uh, We have a one-time only band and this year the one-time only band was called what happened, and so I invited people to find out what happened at RCA Church that night. But but CR Sunday is just such a wonderful opportunity for me as ministry leader. And, and Bev and I started this ministry, not started the ministry, that was John Baker, but we started this chapter of the ministry at RCA Church several years ago, and it has been our baby. I've been involved with Celebrate Recovery for closing in on 20 years now. And Bev is just a few months behind me on that. But to be able to see the people that come in that first night and aren't really sure what's going on, see them grow and develop and then watch them give a message on Sunday morning in big church. I mean, it's awesome to see a testimony on Friday night within our own ministry. But when I see them come out and share their story to the whole church on Sunday without fear, without being ashamed, just like 
Uh, my friend James has his podcast, or Stephen has his podcast, Unafraid, Unashamed. It's that whole idea of, of getting up there and just saying, this is who I am. This is where I've been. And this is what Jesus has done for me is awesome. And so we got to do that on Sunday. Uh, Andrew, who you've heard uh, many times before on the show, uh, was giving the message and Giselle helped out and uh, our friend Marie was there and Kevin, who's been on the show recently, was also uh, playing music with me. So it was just, you know, everybody who was up there doing it this year uh, is has pretty much been on the show. So it, it was just family get together and it happened to be in church. Yes, it and was it just, wonderful. I just, I get so proud of, mm-hmm. of our people for being able to do this and so thankful that we have a leadership in our church that is willing to do that. And yes, uh, we got a new pastor this last year. He's coming up on his one year anniversary. So he had not done CR Sunday before. He didn't know what to expect, but he had enough faith in us and in the ministry that we would be able to pull off something that was worthy of him giving up the pulpit for a week. And he completely surprised me by uh, you know, asking people, you know, telling them that they could make special donation to mm-hmm. Celebrate Recovery Ministry mm-hmm. if they wanted to, which was very unexpected. I just, I never expected that. Uh, so that was an awesome, awesome blessing as well. Um, what, what do you think, Bev, being the, you know, CR mom there <laughs> uh, in, in church on CR Sunday? Well, I, I like you, felt super proud Oh, I um, thought you were telling me you like me. Oh, I was like, well, that's well, good. We're I, married. You I know? do like you, but okay. um, actually, I'm I kind of sweet you, on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, it was kind of, whenever you do that, I, it throws my, yeah. my train of thought off. I apologize. Off that, that's okay. That's okay. Um, I know that about you after 26 years, so yeah. I, I should be used to that. No, I, it makes me very, very proud um, of people being able to share what God has done in their life because. I know in my own life, there were many locks that were unlocked when I started telling my story. And I didn't realize how I had hid behind so many occurrences, so many struggles, so many whatever in my life. And by not telling them, I didn't realize that I was cheating myself out of a blessing. Mm. And then I, I also know that, well, I don't know, people... Maybe we'll, we'll agree or disagree with me, but I feel like there's not enough testimony telling in church, in corporate mm. church today, um, that it's really easy to kind of just be part of the um, status quo and just come to church every Sunday, not really have to participate, um, listen to what the pastor has to say, sing the songs and um, worship a little bit and go home but yeah. something really hits home with me when I hear someone's personal walk especially sharing their struggles because I, I really feel like that's where it comes down to complete faith mm-hmm. um, and then I can it, it actually um, shines a spotlight and gives a megaphone to how God works in our lives yeah, you know, in a louder way than I feel like we can do when we just listen to each other talk. Right, and I know that with testimonies, one of the parts of the testimony is is hearing the the bad and the ugly. Yes, yes. But it ends with the good and seeing the salvation that Christ brings and the relationship that Christ brings, and how people's faith in and trust in and leaning on Christ 
has brought them from that pit mm-hmm. that they were in to somewhere new. Now, now that's not to say that you accept Christ and all of a sudden it's peaches and cream oh, no. because that's definitely not the case. That's not what we're promised. And if you're living under that expectation that when you become a Christian, everything will be awesome, that's just not the case because there's still going to be garbage here on earth. I remind my people that, you know, out of the 12 disciples that Christ had, John was the only one who died uh, a vaguely natural death, mm-hmm. but he was in uh, isolation and exile on an island in the middle of the Mediterranean, and all the others met a very untimely and bad end, and they were followers directly of Christ. So that's what we can expect: is that things might not seem awesome. So bad things are going to happen to us, even if we're good people following Christ and being totally faithful. It's just that's the way life is. That's the nature of of the world. And in seeing a person's testimony and hearing that salvation part, that that mm-hmm. that change of heart, of life, of lifestyle, it's just very, very warming. And Andrew's message this uh, last, well, yesterday as we're recording this, you know, talked about his struggles and, and he related it to playing the cards that were dealt and that his, you know, his ace in the hole his card that was a wild card that was going to make sure he won was that fact that one of his cards is he accepted Christ mm-hmm. and that yes. that beats everything back. Yes, I I also was thinking that I, I believe that big miracles happen all the time. You know, I mean, we, we hear of um, a sudden storm that comes up and it diverts a house, you know, mm-hmm. goes around a house or... Um, somebody was really, really sick and they were healed, you know, immediately. And I'm not trying to minimize those. Those are incredible. But to me, the miracle above all miracles is the fact that God can change a heart. Mm -hmm. Somebody who has lived, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years with one way of living, and then at some point they hear God's voice and just decide it is worth it all. Yeah. to throw my hat in the ring with Christ. And so I feel like when somebody shares a personal testimony, usually it is that there's no other way out but through God. Yeah. And, and that God comes in and does something that I don't expect. Mm-hmm. You know, like the answer that I have for them is usually I can't find one. <laughs> but if I can find one, it's not that way. It's yeah. so much better when God works it out so it just reminds me that all things are the answer to all problems are found in god yeah you know yeah and and should be filtered through through god Mm -hmm. and um i just i love the fact that we had our cr cr sunday and and some things you know didn't go as planned and that's always the case and Mm -hmm. in the evening you know stuff didn't go as planned that's always the case Mm -hmm. but when things didn't go as planned, people stepped up and filled in the gaps. And uh, as I write in my blog, you know, we were able to rise up mm-hmm. and overcome those struggles and those missteps to where people who didn't know probably didn't know. And that's just another blessing of God. Um, I think that it's just, I don't know. I'm just very excited that we have a pastor who allows us to have CR Me Sunday. Too. 
and that we are able to continue doing that. Very thankful. You know, too, I think that you and I, Paul, have not always had the blessing of having a team. Right. Many of these things we've, we've handled ourselves or, or attempted to handle, and it is so much better when we have a team that can work together. And no matter what gets thrown at us, that's not you, you mm-hmm. mentioned some things didn't go right or didn't go well. We can still hold hands before we start the service and be on one page together and realizing that we're all sharing that burden and, and making sure that we're there for each other. It's yeah. like a big giant family. And, I and love one that. of the things that, that has been uh, sad to me about CR Sundays is as we've been doing them, the historical pattern has been that the person who speaks for us on CR Sunday has not been part of the ministry the next year. Right. That they've gone elsewhere or moved on to something different. And this was the first year where I was sitting next to the person in church that spoke last year. And you right. know, Giselle spoke last year and this year she was sitting next to me listening yes. to her husband speak and to have that longevity and have that team because I mean part of the reason that we are, you know, see our mom and dad is because We've been doing it. We we started it here at this church, and you know it's we're not there every Sunday or every Friday, I should say. You know we we take a break, but if we're in town, we're at CR. You know the only times we miss is when we're taking a trip on vacation, doing something, and that's um, it's a reward to me, and I, yes. I love the fact that we have other people who are committed to doing that uh, and can stand in our gap as well that- and, and step up on a Sunday. And lead church right that and the fact that we both have very gray hair oh well there you is know? that so yeah, yeah. that that mm-hmm. that leans us more into the grandparents yeah stuff, right, right right we right. don't want to mention that necessarily yeah right sorry well listen we've been we've been <laughs> running on for quite some time here and we didn't even get to the topic that i told you we were going to talk about but i'm looking at the clock and i'm thinking okay i'm just going to kind of put a pin in in the cr sunday for right now and i'm going to talk a little bit or give them a little bit on our song of the week so um our song of the week this week is a song by uh, an artist named Blanca, and the song is called My Worst. And I just want to give you 90 seconds of it. We'll be back on the other side. Bev and I will talk a little bit about that song and maybe get to the topic we were going to talk about for the show. Maybe not. We'll see what happens. But you won't know unless you keep listening. So we'll see you uh, on the other side of this 90-second spot from Blanca. This is My Worst.
So there you go. Yeah, that was actually not called My Worst. It's called Even at My Worst. So uh, thank you, Bev, for catching that mistake. Uh, but that's Blanca, Even at My Worst. Bev, what, uh, besides my misnaming of the song, what <laughs> stood out to you on that one? Um, there are so many good lyrics in this song, but the, the two lines that I love is, are, I didn't think you'd stay with all my problems. I was so afraid that when you saw them, you would turn your back on me mm -hmm. and leave. Um, and as I was listening to that during the break, uh, I was thinking to myself, it is so much easier for me to love and accept people that are at their best at that particular time, right. um, but much harder and more demanding on me when they're at their worst. Um, and they know it, and, and I feel like I know it. Uh, and because I struggle with codependency, those tendencies separate me sometimes and don't allow me to get as close to those people as I want to be because I'm either stiff or afraid or animated. I don't feel like I can afford myself the opportunity to really get fully invested in their life because it tears me apart and then I want to fix them. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to fix the situation and, and all that. Um, but God never does. In fact, he doesn't love me any more or any less when I'm at my best than he does when I'm at my worst. Yeah. He, he's, it's, it's an even plane for him. And, um, and, I, and I'm, I'm sure you're wanting to share something too, but I want to come back to this thought a minute later. But right now, I kind of want to hear what, what you want to say. Well, that line really jumps out at me as well. Um, and I was thinking about my own kids and, and, people who are, you know, my CR kids and how I was talking in a step study today and we were talking about the idea of, um, of codependency and being enough. And so I was having a discussion with a, a person and I said, oh, you're just, what you're talking about, what you're describing there sounds like codependency to me. And they said, I don't think it's this and I don't want to be argumentative, but and I said, but here's what, what it, what it's doing this we were talking about overthinking um and they had mentioned that uh, earlier in the week someone had done something and the, uh, they reacted in one way they thought oh why is this person doing this and then they found out it was nothing and that it really wasn't anything and they just overthought it and i said well that's you know codependency in my life creeps in and makes me think it must be my fault yes. it must have been something i have done and it's so easy for me to fall into that thinking of it must be something that I've done that's caused a problem. And then when other people come to me with that, it's like, no, and, and this is not the end of the world. This is not the end of the relationship. It's not the end. It's just we move on and, and we still love each other. I, I think of the episode of Friends where Chandler and Monica have a fight and he's like, well, you know, I guess we have to break up. She's like, no, we don't have to break up we just we had a fight and we make up and and mm -hmm. we move on and that's the way mm -hmm. life is that's the way family is and and I love the fact that I mean I, I'm a person who grew up dressing up going to church and I'm sure you are too and I don't have a problem dressing up going to church right but I love the fact that you know Jesus loves me if I've got a stain on my tie or if I don't have a tie or if I hate ties mm -hmm. or if I love ties you know Jesus loves me at my worst. He loves me. And if, if he loves me at my worst, what then is the difference when I'm at my best? 
of how he feels because he's willing to love the worst of me how much joy must he get in the best of me? And I get the best of me when I'm with him so he doesn't miss the best of me. And that's just a, a really encouraging idea to me. Yeah, it, it blows my mind to think that God loves me when I hate myself. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. the, the, I can be so disgusted and thoroughly just frustrated with who I am and how I've reacted. And God just loves me the same. He's that constant. He is. Never changing. Yeah. And and you said you wanted to circle back. Is it related to this or, or something? It is related. There? Oh to yeah. This. Okay. So you know, um, if you don't know this, my my dad has been visiting us for a little while from Tennessee, and uh, he's ninety four, and he's been going through a lot of changes in the last year and a half. Um, after being married, being married almost seventy five years to so my mom, um, my mom passed away in March of last year, a whole year and a half ago, and he has been lost ever since. I mean, my dad had known my mom really since they were children together, because they were raised in the very same church. So it, when my dad was one year old, my mom was just being born, you know, that kind of thing, and they grew up together. Um, and I am seeing so many changes, and I'm not Oh, shoot. I don't even know how to say this. I'm seeing old age, um, heartbroken, um, disappointed, um, someone with really no goals left anymore, just kind of surviving, mm -hmm. who doesn't want to be here anymore, who yeah. wants to go to heaven. And... That's been really, really difficult for me. Now, not difficult in that I get frustrated or disgusted with him or even impatient, but it's hard for me to watch my dad, who's always been the upbeat, listen, you know what, girls, he would say to my sister and, and myself, um, we, can, we can handle this. We'll figure this out. You know, don't, don't worry. We'll be able to solve this problem, whatever it is. And... All of that has just kind of fallen by the wayside, and he's sad, and he cries a lot, and there is not a thing in the world I can do about that. Yeah. So, you know, we're talking about people at their best, people at their worst. In some ways, this is the worst I've seen my dad. Right. You know, and, and but my appreciation for him is kind of counter to that because... I'm seeing the best of all he's done throughout my life, and he no longer sees that. Yeah. You know, it doesn't know why he's here. Right. And you know? we, you know, when we came out of church yesterday, we noticed that there was something not clicking right, not firing right. right. And he, he was disoriented, didn't know why we had his car. He, he gifted us with his car last year when we were back at his house for the COVID lockdown, and we drove his car back home. and. And he's been in the car with us since we knew that, but it, it disoriented him. He didn't know where he was, if he was in California or Tennessee, what he was doing here. And and that's, it's alarming if you haven't experienced that right. with a person. And it's disconcerting and awkward and, and scary. But the heartbreaking thing was, you know, him realizing mm. that mom is gone. Yeah. And yeah. basically mourning her 
several times over and just having the most horrible Groundhog Day experience of mm-hmm. just reliving that and having the, 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 the scars that have come and, and healed a bit getting just viciously ripped yes. off. It's so um, cruel to watch. Yeah. And watching you with him, Bev, just, you know, at one point I looked over and Bev had just curled up in the chair with him in the big, you know, overstuffed armchair mm-hmm. and was showing him pictures to try to remind him of the trip we just took to Hawaii and and just that patience. And they weren't able to come to our, you know, uh, blow up the parking lot fireworks and music event because she was just home taking care of dad. And that's, it's not why you have family come visit. No. Uh, but there's there's things that will come up with, with family. And and I, you know, he, he commented today, well, was, did he, he said, did I? He said, did I, I cause a problem? Did I cause a problem? Yeah. yeah. And we were trying to just gently say, well, uh, my sister mentioned to him, you know, Daddy, you're probably tired today because you had a really rough day yesterday. And he said, what? What, what did I do? And and so she said, well, you're just having trouble remembering things. And so then when he hung up the phone, he asked me, did I, did I cause a problem yesterday? And I said, oh, no, Daddy, no. And it just feels like he's a burden. It's, yeah, it's so easy to feel like we're burdening the ones that we yeah. love. And, and so uh, it's so not a burden when the ones that we yes. love need us or reach out and want something and, yes. and want to help. And it can be difficult generationally. I know that my parents had the same kind of issue with accepting help. Um, I don't know if it comes from coming from a poor background and not wanting to have to need help from other people, but there was always a huge, you know, ruckus when it came time to paying a bill when my father and my uncle Freddie went to dinner uh, in Canada and, you know, both of them wanted to be the one to pay the bill for the other. And we went through a little bit of that when we were in Hawaii with, our daughter and with grandpa that both wanted to be able to pick up the tab. And um, I, I like to think of myself as a minister and a missionary in this area and that I will let anybody pay for my meal. I don't, I don't <laughs> mind. I think it's a great thing. And I, I'm happy to let people, uh, you know, so that I can be a, a receiver so that they can be a giver. Nobody can be a giver if someone's not a taker. So I'm just here to say, I'm trying to, you know, hold up my end for the takers part of the world. But that idea that when we reach out to our family, that we're a burden. Can you even begin to imagine? I don't mean to really personify God. I guess sometimes we can do that and it helps us relate to him. But can you imagine the heartbreak of somebody being at their worst and God is waiting right there to meet their need and they don't acknowledge that and they don't know him? And they just turn him away. And he's right there with his hand reaching out and saying, here you go. I've got yeah. the answer for you. And then you know, and yet he still loves still them. Still loves, yeah. You know, and then the joy that he has when somebody reaches out and says, God, I know you can help me with this. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you know what? I'm your dad. I want to do this for you. Thank you for accepting this gift, you know? Yeah. So. And, and it's the thing that, you know, you reminded your dad is, hey, Daddy, when I was a little girl, mm-hmm. were you bothered when I was sick? And I heard you telling about, you know, that he, you know, he and your mom gave you their bed when you had strep throat and they, yeah. you know, took care of you when you were not at your best. Yeah. And they didn't mind that. No. I, I wasn't there, but I'm sure that they didn't sit out of the other room grumbling about, no. well, when is this girl going to get herself no. healthy so we can get back? That was not even a, a thought that they had at all. And 
you know, I, I, I certainly have been guilty of that, of feeling like a burden to people. And we all and, do. And knowing yeah. that uh, other people have taken up for me. And many of the people who have been on the show have, have done that for me when I felt like I'm burdening them. And they're sure. like, no, this is... Uh, it, it, I, pleasure is not the right word, but it brings um, a sense of joy to be able to meet the needs of someone mm-hmm. and not that we're happy that they're struggling or that we wish that they would struggle so that we can come in and save the day but to be able to just lend that support be the cast for their broken bone so that they can heal and that we can just be there with them you know and that's all a cast does a cast just oh, right. stands there and hugs you right. for six weeks while the bone mends right but it sticks with you it goes into the shower it goes in mm-hmm. to the bed it, it runs mm-hmm. and it walks and it sweats and it itches and it collects pin caps and <laughs> and, and and that's what we are for people in in life in family in recovery we're the cast for their broken bone to mend and it, it won't be you know if you need a cast you don't need it for a second right right you right. need it for a long time sure i wonder where that comes from in us that we don't want other people to take care of us but yet it's so soothing when they do yeah and it brings us so much reassurance i wonder why uh, we me, fight that to me it's just my pride i think it's just my pride because i can't do it on my own i can't do i need somebody else to do something for me and and i don't know why it doesn't bother me if i can't reach out and get a screwdriver when i'm in the car i'm like hey man i screwdriver like i'm some sort of surgeon but those kind of things it just it gets in the way and i, I think that that's what it is i think it's just my pride getting in the way. Maybe so. And it's a reminder to me that um, our lives are mortal. And we will end up like that someday. I mean, yeah. I'm looking at my dad and, you know, he's, uh, what, 20, I can't four. even do the math on this, 24 years older than me. And I'm thinking, okay, gosh, 24 years? That's not very long. And then I'm thinking, this could very well be me. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I may be in this very same predicament. Um, and, and just to clear it up, um, Bev's dad is 52 years old. Yeah, yeah I wish that were true. I love <laughs> you for that, Paul Pippen. Um, but, you know, I, I do think that we like to think that we're going to live forever, and we are, but just not on this earth. And so it's a, maybe an unpleasant reminder sometime that there will be an end yeah. To this and I don't like thinking about that right now. Well, I feel like there's so much I want to live for. Yeah, still. and it can be difficult. I mean, because um, dealing with our parents, everybody's different. And I know I have struggles dealing oh. with with my mother. It can be very, very uh, disappointing and discouraging and frustrating. And I don't want to get to the point where I'm frustrating my kids. And and it's sad for me to admit, but. You know, I check in on my mom to make sure she's okay, and I love my mom, but I don't relish spending a lot of time with her because she is just so belligerent uh, mm-hmm. at this point. And and it can be an age thing, but you know, I mean, she has a little bit of a belligerent personality anyway. But I I, I joke with my kids, you know, just you know, if that happens to me, just I told my daughter when we were in Hawaii, just roll me out in the bay on a wheelchair at low tide, and you know, let me go out to the fishes or something, but. It's not. It's something that we need to be able to. I, I, I was so uh, heartened to see you taking care of your dad yesterday, mm. and thinking, okay, I need to, I need to take better care you, with my mom. And you had posted something on Facebook 
a week or so ago about you know that when your parents are repeating themselves or not understanding how much patience did they give you as a child yeah. then we need to just it's our turn now to reciprocate that and I need to be more mindful of that and more purposeful about that in my own walk well I think there is a really fine line between like like with your mom expecting that to come around uh, uh, expecting a negative result every time we all get together to do something with her and then not trying to paint the picture that way before it happens mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying you don't yeah. want to have a preconceived idea about where that's going to happen but it does feel like and probably hurts worse because your initial intention is to help her to reach out and you're you're doing you're giving up your time and sometimes neglecting things you need to do in order to come to her aid immediately when she needs it and then you just get your hand slapped so often I, I think that that would just hurt so much so and, and every know. situation is different and I know yeah. that you as listeners out there have different situations sure. with your parents and um, I know that a lot of people uh, like our friends Dan and Faith they both have spiritual parents that that guided them spiritually and, and were much more of a Christian beacon to them than their own biological parents may have been and that's what we we just you know I guess coming back to where we started yes. with Andrew's message on CR yes. Sunday we need to we play the hands that we're dealt we play those cards that we've got in our hand and the good ones you know we we make them work for us and the bad ones hopefully we can uh, you know work around them and and make it not be the end of the show mm -hmm. and uh, that's just I guess that's just part of part of this whole deal with life and that's where the mess becomes the message is mm -hmm. in how I handle those situations and and like I said I think yesterday with your father it was so beautiful just to watch mm -hmm. the care that you took with him it was just so uh, it just screamed to me my wife Bev and anybody mm -hmm. who knows you knows exactly what I'm talking about because you're not he's not the first person you've done that for you you're a very caring and nurturing lady so oh, thank you Paul. I think that's a pretty wonderful thing um, I'm gonna go ahead and end it there because we've been running on for longer than normal uh, but I really appreciate you taking the time I, I really appreciate you reminding me that I needed to do the show uh, and thank you people for listening to the show remember to reach out to us on our social media and make use of that because the more people that know about the show, the more blessing we can bring and the more message, messes can be turned into messages for people because uh, if you've gone through it, somebody else has. There's seven and a half billion people. Chances are you're not the only one. And by letting people know your struggle and sharing that, then they can grow by seeing how you made it through the deep and dark forest. And, and that just becomes more and more of a blessing. And it leverages your mess uh, for the greater good and, and makes it now become a valuable tool in your own ministry. So thank you for listening. Please email me with your story so that I can get you on the air. Uh, email at bowtieguy@messituppodcast.com, or if you don't want to type as many letters, info at messituppodcast.com and intern Dave will get that to me. Follow us on our social media. Uh, would love to have you join us financially and partner with us to support the ministry financially through our Patreon account, which is uh, by going to messituppodcast.com, click on become a patron, and that will get you the information you want. Remember, that is all tax deductible, and we really, really appreciate all the generosity that people have shown over the past few years in our Patreon. 
Um, use that word of the week, um, attenuate, uh, and get 10 points, uh, 10 bonus points for each time you use it. Uh, impress your friends, impress yourself, impress your family. And Bev, I don't think I've got anything else to say. I think that's all I've got too. I think we'll just have to end it right here and say we'll see you next time. We mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.